Say yes every day to the world and to your heart. Open up your eyes and let your spirit start. Say yes to the dreams you hold inside. Let your soul be your guide and say yes every day. Hello everyone, it's Laura Brandeo and it's Wednesday Wisdom. So, this week I returned from our EPM Corporate Strategic, or we like to call it Family Collaboration. During that time, we had a really great discussion about our mission and our vision and our belief. And part of that came into home ownership. And I think that's quite appropriate considering that June is National Home Ownership Month. Now, most of my audience that follows me out there are mortgage and real estate professionals. And so today, my Wednesday wisdom is all tied around what does home truly mean? And I would like to go back to my definition of home and my story of becoming a homeowner. Well, I started my mortgage career as a telemarketer working in the evenings because I had a baby at home and my husband worked during the day. So I would hand the baby off and go to work. And after a few months of being a telemarketer, I was put on a campaign for Champion Mortgage. Champion Mortgage was a very large lender in the state of New Jersey. And their slogan at that time was, when your bank says no, Champion says yes. It is crazy that anyone that you mention that name to that knows that company will immediately say their tagline. Now, the thing is, is that they helped a lot of people that other banks said no, and they were there to support them. Well, being this young married couple, I decided that someday I want to get myself a home. They had to figure out how can I either get more hours or get an increase in pay so that I could continue to save to purchase a home? So one day I went into work a little early and I walked into the vice president's office. And I just want to make a, a, a visual picture here. I'm about 22 years old and the vice president is in his mid fifties, let's say. And so I walk up to the office and knock on the door and he lifted his head up from his desk and said, yes. And I wandered into the office and I said, hi, I'm Laura Brandeo and I'm one of your evening telemarketers and I have a question for you. And the gentleman said, okay, come on in. I said, you know, sir, I work on the champion mortgage telemarketing campaign and me and my husband, we have a young son and we would love to purchase a home one day. And he's like, okay, how can I help? I said, well, I'm not asking for a raise. I'm just asking for an opportunity to work additional hours so that I can save. And he turned to me and said, Laura, are you good with computers? And I immediately turned to him and said, absolutely. Now, I didn't really know if I could do what he wanted me to do, but I figured if someone trained me, I could learn anything. 
And so that night, I was taught how to run reports, and I sat down, and I analyzed all those reports, and I slipped each one of the copies of my analysis under the doors of every executive of that company. When I returned the next day, that same gentleman said, Laura, come into my office. I honestly have to tell you, I thought I was going to be let go for overstepping and not being in my lane. But I figured, what's the worst that can happen? I moved to work in telemarketing at another organization. Those jobs were kind of a dime a dozen back then. So he said, I have a question for you, Laura. I said, yes, what can I do? He says, why did you do that extra work? Why did you not just print the reports, but you sat there and analyzed them and you wrote up recommendations for us and you gave us a clear and very valid perspective? And I said, well, I thought to myself, all of you work during the day. You're not in the office watching and understanding each of these team members. So you don't know that this person over here, Bob, he works at a technology company during the day. So you probably want to move him over to a campaign that is focused on technology. And Jane, Jane is very religious. She goes to church every single Sunday. So you know what? It might be best if she works on the Christian music campaign because she really believes in it and she will be speaking to people that have a common bond. So with that, I was promoted. I was promoted right there. I then took over running that telemarketing organization. And me and my husband saved and saved until we were ready to go shopping for a house. Again, we couldn't afford a lot. We really kept an eye out for different houses that would come up that were in our, our price range. And there weren't very many. And most of them needed a lot of work. And we didn't have any extra funds or way to be able to afford more with putting the renovation into a mortgage. But we didn't lose hope. We knew that we had to keep working at it and our dream of someday being a homeowner. And I also want to share, my parents were not homeowners. I grew up living in an apartment with my parents and my siblings, and we didn't know what it was like to own our own home. So now that it was my family, I wanted to make a difference. So we saved and we saved and we kept in Maya. Now, during this time, because we were trying to save so much, my husband, also worked at delivering newspapers very early in the morning. So he would get up and at four o'clock in the morning, he would drive around our town delivering newspapers and working very hard before he came home, took a shower and went and worked a full-time job. With that, he would get Sunday's real estate section on Saturday. So I can recall in February of a very long time ago, he brought that home, and I would immediately start looking through the real estate section, seeing if there were any new homes that were coming up on the market for an open house. And one day, as I'm looking, I see a new one. And this particular home is in our price range. 
So we immediately call the realtor and we say, hey, we noticed this address is up. And the gentleman said, how do you know that? That is not public information yet. And so we explained. So the very next day, nine o'clock in the morning, on that Sunday where the newspaper just got delivered a few hours ago, we went to the open house. I can still remember my husband and I opening the door and stepping into the living room. In that moment, I can still remember saying, we're home. They were cooking sausage and meatballs because there was a football game on and it was coming on and they were going to have people come over to watch the game. And I remember not only did the home smell delicious, remember visualizing my family and my kids growing up, their friends and our friends having sausage and meatballs watching the football game. My kids growing up, having proms, graduations, parties, birthdays, and everything else in that house. And so we looked at all the different parts of the house. We immediately turned to each other and said, we want to put in an offer. We drove back to the real estate office and the gentleman sat down before us and he's like, okay, how much are you putting down on the house? And I very proudly and confidently sitting up said, $5,000. The gentleman practically laughed at us and said, do you really think you're going to get a mortgage with only $5,000 And I again confidently said, yes, because we're pre-approved for an FHA loan. We have gift funds for the closing costs and the 5,000 will take care of the required down payment. He didn't even believe me. He said to me, where's the phone number to your loan officer? I'd like to call him. And so I passed the information along. The loan officer validated what I said, and we went on to place our offer. The first offer was rejected. It was too low. And I remember being at work. It, it was on President's Day. I'll never forget. It was President's Day, and we were going back and forth still on my work phone because people really weren't using cell phones that, that much. You had maybe 20 minutes in an entire month to use on a cell phone. So you really didn't use it. And I remember taking phone calls in my office and they would be, how about this? And how about this? And we were going back and forth. And finally, we came to an agreement. And they agreed and we agreed. And sitting at that telemarketing company, as I was helping lots of other homeowners with Champions Mortgage, we got the feeling of winning our house, winning the bid. So maybe a few days later, the loan officer comes to our apartment. The loan officer takes a written 1003 with 
you know, duplicated disclosures, yellow copies that were signed. He said, your rate will be about seven, seven and a half. Okay. And then the unknown happened. Maybe about three weeks later, we get a letter in the mail from the mortgage company. Get the letter, opened it up. Wasn't email back then. It was actually a paper snail mail letter. It was our mortgage commitment. As we were excited and we saw a mortgage commitment, that means we're approved. That means we're going to get our house. And then it said in big, bold letters, if you do not remit 1% of the loan amount within 10 business days, this commitment is null and void. I remember breaking out into tears because I didn't have that 1%. It might as well have been a million dollars because back then, that's what that amount felt like to us. I went to my parents. My parents helped us to give us the 1%. But our loan was still not locked. He told us seven, seven and a half. John did okay. Now we're a few days before closing. We made it through. Loans approved. We got our closing date. We know exactly what's needed. And Two days before closing, the rate gets locked in. It's not seven, it's eight and a half. That mortgage payment is right to the tippy top of qualifying. And then we got told it's now a point and a half discount because in order to get that great rate of eight and a half, we had to pay a point and a half. Once again, I felt violated. I felt taken advantage of. I felt stupid for not asking the right questions, maybe not researching properly, for being naive to trust this person. All of those feelings came through my brain, and it wasn't very pleasant. I then decided I wasn't going to take it anymore. I called the loan officer and I said to him, where in the heck did this point and a half come from? And he said, well, Laura, I couldn't qualify you at any higher rate. So the point and a half is the only way to make the deal work. I said, well, what you don't realize is I got a raise, $10,000 raise since we started this process because they got a promotion. You didn't ask, you didn't question it. I said, so what we're gonna do is you're going to take the point and a half off. By this time, it was the day before closing. And he said, Laura, you know, go to closing and I'll give you the point and a half back. And I said, I don't trust you. And he said, well, what would make you trust me? And I said, you're going to sign a document. And he's like, I will. And so I faxed him an agreement stating that he would give me that money back. And I made him sign it before we went to closing. I did get the money back. He gave it back the next day after closing. You see, I wasn't in the mortgage industry back then. I worked for a marketing company. 
that was my first view into mortgages. But that didn't stop my view of home ownership. We closed on April 30th. It was a Tuesday. It was at 3 o'clock in the afternoon. It was one of the most important days of my entire life. One of the most important days of my family's life. Fast forward, 2004, my parents came to me and they said, Laura, we would like to retire, but we never owned a home. And we can't afford to retire and pay rent. What do you think if we add on to your house? So in 2004, my parents took some money out of the 401k, and I took out a second mortgage on the house. And we built three bedrooms, a living room, a dining room, and a kitchen. My parents still live above me. So as my career progressed, I became an executive in the mortgage industry. So my children were growing up and having different practices and, and going to friends' houses after school. My parents were there to help. My parents helped with the homework. My parents made sure that my kids had somebody there when they came home from school. My parents helped teach my kids how to drive and go for practice after school. As I was building companies, as I was doing my legacy in the mortgage industry, my home allowed me the ability to not only have my parents help with my children, but to fill this home with memories of a lifetime that I can never, ever, ever have imagined when I opened the door and smelled sausage in the house. So now as we're older, my children have moved out. My one son has his own home with his wife and his baby girl. My other son is living, you know, with the city life and building his career. This home is the foundation of our entire family. My boys, my men, have now said to me, you know what, Mom? No matter what happens in our lives in the future, can we never sell this house? Because this is not brick, stone, or building. This is the Brandeo home base. It will always be that home. And that is what home means to me. I hope that my story of purchasing my first home, what it means to me, what it means to my family, and what it means to me to be able to help other families every single day. We get to make a positive impact, not only in just their lives, but their entire ecosystem. It's their kids, their grandkids, their great grandkids, it's generational wealth. It's their home base. Don't ever forget it. Markets come, markets go, but your home 
will always remain your sanctuary. Wishing you all a wonderful Wednesday. Remember, happy home ownership moment. Keep shining bright. Have a good one.